It's Twitter Tuesday on today's Locked on Giants podcast. Your questions coming up next. You are Locked on Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Giant fans, today's episode of the Locked on Giants podcast is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times the amount of your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of the Locked on Giants podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast family, your team every day. I'm Patricia Trana. Thank you so much for joining us, making us your first listen of the day, or if watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. And we have a Twitter Tuesday on today's show, as we do every Tuesday. It is the bye week. It's the start of the bye week. And um, I have about a dozen or so questions that you guys and gals sent in that I'm going to answer on today's program. Before I start the uh, questions, just a real quick programming note. Um, As you are watching this, it is a Tuesday, and General Manager Joe Shane is scheduled to speak to the Giants media at some point on Tuesday afternoon. So um, that will be the topic of Wednesday's show. And actually, I'm going to probably record that show just not too long after um, Shane finishes speaking to the Giants media, you know, depending if there's anything worthwhile uh, to talk about. Um, to, November 1st is also the trade deadline. So naturally, if the Giants make any trades, we'll have analysis on that and uh, if need be an emergency pod. So I'm on standby tomorrow for you guys and gals. If the Giants do something, I'll be all over it like uh, butter on toast which uh, (laughs) I don't know why I said that, probably because I had that for breakfast this morning. But anyway, that's the plan for for Wednesday's show. Um, Because there is a bye week, there's no crossover show. So I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do Thursday. I hope to get an interview for you by Thursday. Also on on, uh, Friday, hopefully we do Locked On Giants Live because you folks seem to enjoy that. So hopefully I can round up the entertainer and bad dog, and we can do another locked on giants live as we have been doing the last few weeks. So that's the plan this week on the locked on giants podcast. Again, happy to have you with us. It is a Twitter Tuesday. Let's get into your questions without further ado. So we're going to kick it off with one from iron rabbit 19. Given the number of drops he has is Judy, a right fit for this offense. We throw sporadically and there is no margin for error. The question is regardless of him being available or if we can trade for him. I see replacing Evan Ingram. I see is replacing Evan Ingram with Judy. Okay. Um, Obviously Judy and Evan Ingram, two different positions. So I'm not sure why you make that, that comparison if you're talking about the drops, but Here's the thing with Jerry Judy, if he's available and if the Giants are indeed looking to trade for him. Brian Dable coached him at Alabama. He knows what he's all about. So I don't know about you, but I trust Brian Dable 
and his assessment of, of players. You know, um, if he feels Jerry Judy can, can help this team, then sure, why not? And here's the other thing about trading for Judy or any young receiver who happens to be in the first year or their first contract. Um, get him in here now. Let them get acclimated to the offense so that come next year when Joe Shane beefs up some of the, the glaring holes on this roster. Now, you know, yes, they're going to probably draft a receiver, but get a number one receiver in here that you could start grouping now. Get them on the same page with the quarterback. And then, you know, next year, hopefully you hit the ground running. So there's advantages to trading for, for a receiver. Uh, will it be Judy? I don't think so. I mean, if what I'm reading is true about the Broncos wanting day two picks, I do not see Joe Shane parting with day two picks. If he can part with day three picks, then I could see a deal coming through. But I do not see that uh, for Jerry Judy or any receiver for that matter or any player for that matter. Um, I don't see Joe Shane parting with day two picks. The Giants are not one player away to where they can afford to give up premium picks on day one or day two. So we'll see what, what they end up doing on, on uh, Tuesday. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see that happening. So anyway, thanks for the question. All right. Up next, Empire PR man, Ruben. My cat, Robin, is nine years old today. Actually, this was yesterday. So happy birthday to Robin. Um, and then he asked, what injured players do you think will return on or before the day of the Cowboys game? All right. Thanks for the question, Ruben. Um, the Cowboys game is what? Th not. All right. So this week's the bye. And then there's Houston, Detroit. And then I believe the Dallas game. So we're talking three weeks. I would think Rodarius Williams, if he is ready to go, should should be one of the guys that comes back. I am pretty sure they're going to start the clock on um, Shane Lemieux, probably after the bye week. Um, I think the hope is to have Kenny Galladay start practicing after the bye week. So really the bye is going to be the magic elixir, if you will, to getting these guys healthy. And uh, hopefully they will be ready to rock and roll um, after the bye week, at least start practicing, um, you know, and just see where they fit in. Um, now, Shane Lemieux, I'm, I'm curious to see where he's going to fit in. I think Nick Gates is going to see an increase in reps. Um, he obviously returned to, to football this past weekend against Seattle, had about, I think it was five snaps on offense and three on special teams. So I expect him to get more. So fingers crossed that this Giants team gets a lot healthier. Um, I'm not sure where Cordell Flott is. I'm not sure where, where Aziz Ojolari is. I think Ojolari, I want to say he'll be eligible to come off IR by the time they get to the Dallas scheme, but I, I don't have an update on him just yet. So I'll try and find out when we get back in the locker room next week. Um, but right now I, I don't know about some of those guys who are freshly put on IR where they are and if they'll be back. So thanks for the question, Ruben. All right. Um, independent outsider asks, is there anyone on this team you can see breaking out in the second half and what will the Giants have to do to make a playoff run or make wild card? And how doable is it without new pieces? All right. Breakout players in the second half. Hmm. Going to go with Darius Slayton. I think maybe Slayton gets some more reps, more, some more pass targets. 
you know, maybe uh, builds on what he has started. If you notice, Slayton's been getting more reps. David Sills has seen his reps start to go down. So, I mean, if you could count him, I suppose, as a breakout player. Uh, defensively, I'll tell you what. I, I don't know if it's fair to call this guy a breakout player, but I could see uh, Kayvon Thibodeau really, you know, striking out and, and really, you know, increasing his production, breaking out, if you will. I mean, he's come close. He's done a good job, but the numbers haven't been there yet. So I think once that young man gets started, uh, he's just going to rip off, you know, the sacks and the pressures, and we're going to just see him go on a roll. So those would be my two candidates for breakouts in the second half. Now you asked about what the Giants have to do to make a playoff run um, or make a wild card and how doable is it without pieces? It's going to be tough because, you know, the receiver situation, I don't have to tell you, the receiver situation is a problem. Um, as far as what they have to do, the Giants have to eliminate errors. They are not good enough at this point to overcome errors. All right. We saw it on Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. The two Richie James fumbles, they weren't good enough to overcome them. So there's a real fine line here. You know, it's like the Giants are walking on a tightrope without a safety net. And when they lose their balance on that tightrope, they're going to come crashing down to the ground. So uh, that's probably what they have to do. Just play mistake-free football. Um, is it possible to do, you know, is it possible for them to go to the playoffs without any new pieces? I suppose it could be, but I don't know how far they would go. So, you know, ask yourself, you want them just to get to the playoffs, to, just to get to say that they were there? Or do you want them to get to the playoffs and maybe, you know, win a game or two? It depends on your perspective. So that's how um, I see that one. All right. So thank you for that question. All right. Matt Lennon asks, what's your assessment on Kayvon? All right. Kayvon, um, I think... Obviously, he's a rookie. Um, you do see the rookiness in him, but I like what I've seen from him. He, he's relentless. I think he's he's going to get better as the weeks go on. You know, I'm reminded that he is coming off of an injury, early season injury, and it takes some time before the guy really, you know, starts to feel himself. Now, I think this bye week that's coming up is a blessing, not just for Kayvon, but for all the injured guys to really go out there and, um, you know, kind of heal up and, and be their best selves for a very difficult second half of the schedule. You're going to see, I think, five of the last games or so um, all against NFC East. So Thibodeau, I, I think he he's definitely on the rise. Have we seen the best from him? Not quite. Not yet. But we will. It will not be long before we see the best of Kayvon Thibodeau. And, um, you know, obviously down the line, as he gets bigger and stronger, especially in the upper body, that young man's going to really be special. And and it'll come together. Just all rookies, you know, when they come out, they need some work. And Kayvon Thibodeau, even though he was the fifth overall pick in the draft, no difference. So you just need to be patient. He will. Uh, develop into something special. Of that, I am I am pretty sure. 
All right, Giant fans, you are listening to the Locked on Giants podcast. We have a Twitter Tuesday. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, more of your questions. Hey, Giant fans, playing Daily Fantasy based on player projections has never been easier when you visit prizepicks.com. Pick two to five players, and if they go on to score more or less than their prize picks projections, you can win up to 10 times the amount of your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks is currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada, and they offer projections on every sport. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and Prize Picks offers safe and fast withdrawals. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. Don't forget that promo code is locked on at sign up, and that website is prizepicks.com. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I am Patricia Trana, and you've got a Twitter Tuesday. That's right. We're doing a Twitter Tuesday, even though it is the bye week. We're doing five shows this week. There's no rest here, no break for us here at the Locked on Giants podcast. We are locked in with you, and um, we will bring you everything that you need to know about the Giants, the developments, opinions. I'll try and get you some more guests on the program, Locked on Giants Live, all the stuff that you guys have been giving me the feedback on, what you like and what you don't like. So as always, appreciate you listening to the program or watching the program on YouTube. If you watch on YouTube, let us get back to your Twitter Tuesday questions. All right. Up next, we hear from Kartik, who wants to know what went wrong yesterday, yesterday being Sunday, actually. Kartik, um, the Giants, basically, uh, you can start with the Seahawks shutting down the run. They took away the run from Saquon Barkley. Um, they also took away the run from Daniel Jones. The two of them really weren't able to get much going. I think the Giants were missing Daniel Bellinger big time. Um, the blocking was just kind of not as crisp as it's been. Um, the mistakes, the two fumble punts by Richie James, can't have that. As I said in the last the last segment, this team isn't good enough to overcome mistakes. So that was something that went wrong. I think the defense got winded there in the last four drives that the Seahawks were on the field. I want to say the Hawks scored uh, two touchdowns on their final four drives. So, yeah, that that was just some of what went wrong. And, you know, th there were other things that you could point to. But let's also be fair. There were things that went right. You know, um, the defense, for the most part, forced a, a few field goals They and held well. Uh, Daniel Jones made some decent decisions. Um, Darius Slayton didn't have that bad of a game, I thought. Uh, Andrew Thomas, I believe, pitched a shutout. So there were some good things, but just not enough. And I think the Giants' deficiencies, the lack of a, of a true powerhouse receiver, just got exposed. So, you know, they have to address that at some point, whether it be via the trade or via, you know, the draft next year or free agency, because they cannot progress with this offense. And, you know, speaking of which, I sat here and I wondered, I said, how are they going to fully evaluate Daniel Jones 
when he can't throw deep and he doesn't have a reliable receiver. So I don't know what the Giants are going to do as far as a trade goes, but if they're committed to giving him everything he needs in order to fully evaluate him correctly, he's missing the most valuable thing of all, and that is a top-shelf receiver. And uh, I'll be curious to see if Joe Shane agrees to where he goes out and he gets one. So thanks for the question. All right, let's see. Up next, James A., who wants to know, shouldn't Richie James's technical flaws have been obvious to the coaches in practice? Any chance Galladay is back for the uh, Texans? And let's see. The coaches, DJ Saquon, look very unanimated in this game. You think the road schedule finally got to them? Uh, and they all looked off. Okay, so three questions there. Let's take one at a time. Um, Richie James, um, I'm sure any deficiencies were spotted in practice by the coaches, but sometimes when you're in the heat of battle, you revert to habits that maybe you shouldn't be executing in a game. Sometimes you just do things, you know, I guess adrenaline or, or instinct kind of takes over. So for example, Richie James, I, you know, he knows to cover up the ball in traffic. He knows that, but sometimes when you're trying to, 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 you know, get that extra yard or, or get free, you do stupid things. You, you forget, put two hands on the ball or you forget to press the ball up against your ribs. You know, he was running and the way he was running, it's funny. The second time, not so much the first time, but the second time when he was running, he was swinging his arms and with, with it, his, the ball was in, you know, obviously one of his arms. And I remember saying, I said, my God, he's going to get that ball knocked out of his hands. And I know sooner said that than it happened because I could see it. But Richie J, you know, and I'm not trying to make excuses for him. He knows better, but, you know, those are mental errors and, and they just can't have that. And um, I am fairly certain that the Giants will have a new punt returner when they return from the bye week. And that's a shame because, you know, Richie James was really pulling for the guy. I thought he had some return ability, but, um, you know, I wonder if maybe they bring up Khalil Pimpleton who has been a return specialist. I think he was really good in college. Um, I wonder if maybe he gets brought up and gets that job. So we'll have to see about that. All right. You also asked about Kenny Galladay and if he'll be ready for the Texans. Don't know just yet. Brian Dable was asked about that on his Monday call with the Giants reporters. Um, too soon to say. Yeah, let's get through the bye week and see where everybody's at after the bye, after you know another week of treatment. You asked if the road schedule finally got to the Giants. I mean, it's conceivable. It's certainly conceivable. That's a long trip out to Seattle. I've done that trip many times, and it just knocks the heck out of you. And then you throw in the, the dreary black weather that they had out there. You know, I suppose that could take a toll on a person. But that being said, you're being paid money, so you got a job to do. So, um, yeah, I I. I suppose that was part of it, but, you know, it's no excuse. Bottom line, they they had a job to do and they did not do it. So lesson learned, can't go back and you can't erase it, but it is what it is. So thanks for the question. All right. M Ferrari 8123. Do you think getting rid of Richie James is really a good idea? 
I know he has big issues, but it's just going to be another practice squad player taking his place. It's not like Tariq Kill will come in and be returning punts. Um, I don't think the Giants are going to cut Richie James. I'd be surprised if they cut him. Um, I would not be surprised if he is not the punt return. If he retains, excuse me, I would not be surprised if they replace him as punt returner. As I said before, you cannot make those mental mistakes that he made, which was basically swinging his arm with the ball, um, not securing it. That's the number one thing that all special teams coaches stress to their return specialists. They don't care necessarily if you score touchdowns once a year or twice a year, but they care if you lose the ball. And, you know, it's all about ball security. Um, I saw something on Twitter. I think it was from a Giants VCR made the, the point. Phil McConkey back in the 1980s was a punt returner for the Giants. Not a very flashy player. I don't think he ever scored a touchdown, but he also never lost the ball. He was sure-handed. So that's what special teams players look for. And, um, you know, again, I don't think that the Giants will cut Richie James. I don't know that for a fact, but I can't see, you know, that being the case. Now, they will have to address punt returner. They'll have to find another option. I mentioned Khalil Pimpleton. At this point, I think the Giants, as long as the guy is good with ball security, they'll worry about, you know, upgrading to somebody who can maybe, you know, be that Tyreek Kill type of guy down the line. So that's how I kind of see that playing out. All right, Giant fans, you are listening to a Twitter Tuesday edition of the Locked on Giants podcast. We're going to take our final break. And when we come back, we have about three or four more questions left that I will answer for you. So stick with us. Hey, Giant fans, Bet Online is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game, both in college and the NFL. And Bet Online doesn't stop there. It's your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head on over to Bet Online today and, or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the games start. All right, Giant fans, welcome back to the Locked on Giants podcast. I am Patricia Trena. Twitter Tuesday is in full effect. So we have about three more questions to answer on today's edition. And let's jump right in and get those answers. Now, these questions came in via email. And as a reminder, folks, if you want to participate in Twitter Tuesday, the information's down in the show notes below. There's a, our email address, LockedOnGiantsPodcast at gmail.com, where you can send the emails to. Or if you're following me on Twitter at Patricia underscore Trina, um, I usually post on, on uh, the day that I'm taping, which is usually a Monday, I post uh, you know an invitation for you to either respond to that tweet or or just you know tag them, ask P-Train, so that um, I can find them. So uh, that's how you can participate and hope that you will 
uh, consider participating because without your questions, there's no Twitter Tuesday. So let me get to these last three. All right. This one comes from uh, John who says, I believe the cap this year on short-term injured reserve is eight. Does this cap apply to the number of players who can be designated for possible return at the time they are placed on IR or the number of players who are actually added back? Uh, how many of the eight spots do the Giants have left to use? All right, John, the Giants can, any team or other, can put as many players on IR as they want, but they can only bring eight back. And if it's, you know, if they put a guy on IR and they bring him back and the guy gets injured again, goes on IR, they can bring that guy back one more time. So there's a, a max of two times a guy that lands on IR could be brought back. Now, as far as who the Giants have brought back, let's see, Ellerson Smith, um, Nick Gates was on PUP. I'm just trying to think. I think, I think the Giants have used, I want to say, a couple on IR. I know Ellerson Smith was one. Um, I'm just trying to think. Who else what did they bring back? Oh, uh, some guys from the beginning of the season. I'm going to have to look that up because... I am drawing a blank. I know the Giants are nowhere close to to, to um, tapping out. I know that for a fact. But let me take a look at the roster right now. All right. So let's see. Aaron Robinson was not on IR. Tony Jefferson, Beavers, Ojulari, Shane Lemieux. All right. So Shane Lemieux will probably be designated to return after the bye. Uh, ben Bredesen. Um, at some point, maybe designated to return. All right. Right now, Rodarius Williams is uh, officially designated to return. So it's been Ellerson Smith and Rodarius Williams. So I think it's those two who um, were designated to return so far. I'm not thinking there was anybody else uh, earlier in the year. But all right. Let me just see the roster real quick. I want to make sure I'm not missing anybody. Let's see. Uh, Wandale never went on IR. Kenny Galladay's not on IR. Let's see. Belton. Was Belton? No, Belton wasn't on IR, I don't think. Pinnock wasn't. Uh, Justin Lane wasn't. I think it's just those two, based on what I'm looking at here on the roster. So it's just those two. If I'm wrong, I'll, I'll mention it in the comments section, but I'm pretty sure it's just those two. Um, Rodarius Williams and Ellerson Smith. Gates doesn't count. He was on pop. Matt Parrott doesn't count. He was on pop. So that's as I, that's how I kind of recall it. So again, I'll double check it, but if I'm wrong, um, I'll put a, a comment. Um, but so if you don't see a comment from me on that, that means I, I remembered correctly. All right, next we hear from Jordan. Now that we are around the halfway point of the season, what overall grade would you give Daniel Jones so far? Also, what aspect of his game do you think he's improved the most so far and what aspect needs the most improving? All right, Jordan, for grade, I'm going to give Daniel, um, I'm going to give him a solid B. All right, on the basis that, I still, I still think there are times when he locks in on a receiver and bird dogs the pass. 
Um, but I also think he's improved in his decision making. He's not making, you know, stupid errant throws that leave you sitting there going, what the heck are you doing? Um, so I think Daniel is, is on the right track. Um, I would like to see Daniel with a better receiver um, because what he has right now, just then they're not getting it done. So Daniel has done okay. I, I think he's, he's, this is the best year of his career so far. So uh, very encouraged by what I've seen from Daniel. And I believe speaking of Daniel, this next question, I think, nope, I thought there was another question we had. Actually, before I get to Tyler's question, I know somebody asked me, and I, and for some reason I didn't capture it, but I remember seeing it in the Twitter group. Um, somebody asked me about signing Daniel Jones. Would I sign him, franchise tag him, or go in a different direction? So I apologize to whoever sent that question in. Um, that I didn't capture it, but I remember the question because I said, oh, this is going to be one I'm going to actually write about. Um, I think at this point, the Giants, you know, they may have to franchise Daniel Jones um, because you got to remember, the Giants aren't the only team that's going to need a quarterback next year. You're going to have several teams that need a quarterback. And you cannot rule out the possibility of one of those teams seeing, you know, if say the Giants don't franchise Daniel Jones, maybe one of those teams like, I don't know, an Atlanta or a ball, uh, an Indianapolis, maybe they say, oh, you know what? We're going to make a pitch for Daniel Jones because we think we can win with him. So the Giants might not have a choice but to franchise him. Now, that is not a slam dunk. Obviously, we, we've got a lot of football left. I do think Daniel is trending towards a new contract, but he's got to continue to take that step forward and, you know, stop locking it on receivers and continue with the smart decision-making. And I think if he does that, he will get himself a decent contract. Now, at some point this week, I do plan on writing an article, trying to guess what the Giants might do with a contract for Daniel. I'm going to just take a guess at this point. Um, so that should be a fun exercise. That'll be over on Giants Country if you want to check that out. And uh, I'll have that up at some point this week. All right. Now let's get to Tyler's question. What do the players on IR Pup do during the regular season? Are they active with the team, doing the normal game week meetings to get the mental reps, or are they normally away from the team until they can come back healthy? Tyler, ideally, the players are with the team and they're rehabbing and they are involved in the meetings. I think most players do that. Now, in the past, there have been some guys who have gone on IR that have gone home to spend time with the family. Those guys usually don't last. So, you know, you take, for example, Sterling Shepard. Shepard, since he's been on IR, he's been with the team. You know, he's been coaching up his teammates um, I think he's been, I believe he's been in some of the meetings. I think they are allowed in the meetings. They're just not allowed to practice. Uh, so yeah, he's, you know, he's been helping, uh, some of his younger teammates. Now Shep has been away because he had his surgery recently, but I fully expect that he will be back at some point. So yeah, some of the guys, you know, most of the guys, I think 
do hang around. Um, those that don't, like I said, I don't think they, they're usually long for the team because, you know, you want to be a part of it just because you're injured. You know, there are other things you can do to help the team uh, besides being on the field. And those who are smart enough to realize that usually find themselves in, in a good position and in the good graces of the coaching staff. So that's kind of what the, what the players do in a nutshell when they're not rehabbing. All right. That I believe is all our questions. Yes, it is. Okay. So that's all our questions. So that means that'll do it for us here on the Lachlan Giants podcast, the Twitter Tuesday edition. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day or for watching on YouTube, your first watch of the day. Tune in tomorrow. Uh, we will have uh, a recap of some of the key things that Joe Shane had to say. Now, if there is a trade at some point today, I will have an emergency podcast to break down that trade, analyze it, and so on and so forth. So um, we'll just see how the day goes. So until then, everybody have a great day. And we will talk to you either later today or tomorrow.